Welcome, friends. Lost Carp here, and it's time for us to have basically a podcast with Mesmerize. Howdy do. And it has been a while since we've talked. Mesmerize here is streamer, voice actor, lover, fighter, man with an ass to don't quit. And <laughs> uh, and we're going to have some fun here. But like first up, I think what's worth knowing is just when it's a new guest, how you got started and what you've been doing. Oh, I got started. I actually, it's all because of uh, my friend Demon Machine. Yeah. You, you know oh. Demon, right? I remember from Smite, yeah. Yeah. Um, when I first got into Smite, I remember checking out uh, the Twitch stream section for Smite and just trying to see what people were doing. And uh, he ended up doing viewer games and whatnot. I popped into a viewer game with Demon and everybody was like uh, commenting on my voice and whatnot because I had hopped into Ventrilo and people were like, you should stream. Like, really? <laughs> I ended up uh, doing a stream like once or twice and people seemed to enjoy it. And then I started just streaming with Demon Machine a lot. And we would oh. we would do stuff like uh, we call it DBZ Smite, where you have to yell the names of your oh, abilities yeah. as you use it. Uh, that stuff was great. And uh, at one point, Demon actually ended up helping me get a new computer to stream off of. So uh, he's I can actually credit Demon Machine for basically everything. <laughs> I love that wow. guy. Yeah. I did not know that, because I know you and Demon Machine were close, but I did not know that's how it started for you. I had no idea. Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Inuki also had a, a good uh, mm. part to play in that, when he would be on Smite Game and I'd play with him at like four in the morning, my time. <laughs> yeah, four for yeah. you is like afternoon for him, because he's over in Europe, right? Yeah. Not exactly Oof. sure time zones and whatnot, but <laughs> something or other. <laughs> well, that's cool. And then, of course, there's also voice acting stuff, like you're doing stuff with the Schmuck Squad, right? Yes, yes. And once again, that all started because of Smite. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We all started at Smite, anyway. So you've done, what was it, uh, Seven Deadly Sins, right? And... Yeah, Seven Deadly Sins, uh, Food Wars, I've done some Pokemon stuff, I'm working on Fairy Tale Abridged, uh, My Hero Academia is coming up. I've, I've done a few things uh, on the, the abridging side. I am so excited for My Hero Academia, because you're going to be, uh, I can't remember the name of the principal. Principal Nezu. Yeah, Nezu, like, I'm, I'm hyped for that. Uh, Little mouse boy. Just, uh, of course, we said this before the podcast, just the, the coffee scene is what everyone's going to be looking forward to. I get That's to go crazy. To. <laughs> and uh, have you read the manga or you've only watched like, um, some? I've of read some of the manga, but I, I can't remember exactly where I left off. I haven't been keeping up with it, but I, hmm. I had read ahead. I'm still ahead of the anime, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm stop only... it. <laughs> I'm only on the. I've been actually been watching the dub of it because I'm really impressed with the dub. Like, yeah, you know what? The dub's not bad. Yeah, I've I've seen the dub, but uh, I I like the the Japanese version better. I like mm -hmm. that portrayal of All Might better than Christopher Sabat's in the English dub. Ooh, Even though I'm really, I'm a fan of Christopher Sabat. I yeah. love his work, mm -hmm. but uh, the uh, the Japanese dub they just did a fantastic job. It's very yeah. hero like. Yeah, I feel. I think like. A lot, there's a lot of just people just giving the dubs crap, but I feel like My Hero Academia is a good example of good dubbing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Dragon Ball Z is always, but well, newer Dragon Ball Z, not the original Ocean, but. Ocean, well, uh, uh, some of the Ocean actors were good, but. Yeah. Speaking of which, this is a little off uh, topic here. Uh, mm -hmm. The newest episodes of Dragon Ball Super, where they have like the copy of Vegeta 
that's played mm-hmm. by Ocean Vegeta. What? Oh, really? Yeah. So you have Ocean oh, Vegeta wow. fighting New Vegeta, which is Christopher <laughs> Sabat, and it's pretty awesome. That's great. I should check it out because I've been watching yeah. random ones whenever they're just on Toonami. I see them, and like Sean Chamel as Goku is always amazing. Yes. The yelling is amazing on that guy. He's wow, he's got some guy. lungs. But it's also just amazing when you see Nozawa when she's working and. Oh, yeah. When they've recorded, when she's doing Goten and Gohan and Goku at the same time, like, holy crap. You got really a lot of work. <laughs> so good. And it's just, that's so pro because they are different voices. And she's just able oh, to yeah. engage them just like nothing. And so, like, I don't know, I've just been a big fan of voice acting. It's always great to see good voice work. And Hero Academia is really one of them. Japanese version is good too. Like, this is, there's a couple where I'll watch both. I'll watch the sub and the dub. Yeah. That's one. I'm going to definitely watch the dub um, as it stacks up a bit more. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, was it One Punch Man's a pretty good dub and sub. They're, they're kind of different. That's I the haven't way they seen a dub him. for One Punch Man. It's pretty good. Like, I feel like One Punch himself, he's really good at the bored part of him, but not as good at the more excited part of, gotcha. of uh, One Punch Man. Like, he's really good <laughs> at doing the bored, the bored part of it. And Junus is an interesting choice for the voice. Very interesting, but it's, it's really solid. Yeah. So, like, those, uh, just randomly just thinking about dubs and subs, like, dubs back in the day. They could be oh, so Yu Yu Hakusho dub. Mm. <laughs> I love that one, man. I like that one. Like, Kuwabara's my Kuwabara. favorite. Kuwabara. <laughs> yeah. Darn you, you're a <laughs> It's the best. So if good. you die, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, he, he's just so good. Uh, thinking about uh, a bridge, did you ever see the Yu Yu Hakusho bridge from uh, Lanny Pator? Uh, I think I might have seen a little bit of it. Yeah, he voices everything. <laughs> and it's so interesting, because that's kind of what I want to do someday. Is I've talked to you about it. like Yeah, yeah, year. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, if we ever get the time to do it, which bridges take a lot of work. They if do. If we got the time to do it, I'd want to voice all of Gundam Wing. I think that'd be hilarious. That'd be awesome. It's so many, it's just so many guys in that. There's quite a few good ladies in that as well, but uh, it's just so boy bandy, that entire group. It is. That's so many voices to play with. It's in sync with robots. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And just showcasing how ridiculous Relina and and Hero are. They're just That relationship is so just. It doesn't make any sense. It's just. Like if you want to show anime at one of its most ridiculous, it's every scene with those two is yeah. just ridiculous. I invite you to my birthday party. He tears up, not gonna go. And she's like, "Oh!" And he goes, he like goes by, her and she's all nice about it. And he's like, "Because I'd kill you if I went." Just like, what the crap? Yeah, I'll kill you. And then at one point, he tries to kill her with a giant robot. Yeah, and it's like, should have just killed her. And she's standing there, like after he tries to kill her, like he's so. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous every yeah. time it's like how are they a pair uh, there's a novelization that goes in deeper with a sequel of it and it's still him trying to kill her it's there's God. still star-crossed but he still why? wants to kill her it's so weird like they come up with a really convoluted reason why he wants to kill her it's like are you kidding me she killed my dog <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, hot <laughs> I need the John Wicker. This, there you go. It's so weird. And I don't know how I got onto this tangent. But, um... We started talking about dubs, and then got into... Yeah, yeah. dubs and everything. <laughs> and it's... 
like I love abridges. I like watching them. They're always cool to see interpretations of things and how people do the voices and everything. And of course, when I hear you on on My Hero Academia, I'm like, I would like to hear just your All Might, of course. Dude, but that course, was uh people would ask me from time to time if I could voice one character in an English dub, who would it be? And I always said I wanted to do All Might. Yes, All That'd Might such is such a fun an character. Awesome. He's such an awesome character. I would try so hard to do like a very heroic voice for that guy because he's just such a great character. I, and... It would be like amazingly fun to do, you know, the, the big buff. I'm a superhero voice. And then like mm -hmm. when he deflates and just kind of, <laughs> you know, that's what's fun about it too. Guck yeah. it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I really like that about uh, his character. It's just, just the character itself. It makes you want to voice him in such a heroic way. Yeah. And also just, Kind of a flawed way as well when he's in the smaller form. It's so interesting. He's just I freaking love that character. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I don't know who they're who's gonna voice uh, Bakugo in the in uh, the Schmuck Squad, but their throat's gonna be gone. <laughs> like so much shouting. Uh, if I had to guess, it would probably be Grim Jack. He's really good at just like being a yelly character. <laughs> nice. Yeah. He's the one who plays Soma in Food Wars Abridged. Ooh. So that that should give you an idea. So how did you get in with uh, Schmuck Squad? Oh, goodness. Um, I think I was hanging out with a group of people, and one of them happened to be the girlfriend of one of the people in the Schmuck Squad, and she recommended me for some stuff, and I ended up talking with the people, making friends, and then the rest is history. We just started doing stuff together, so. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's just how it is. Just things come together in a funny way. I mean, like that's that. that's what happened with uh, like most of my voice work. Just word of mouth. Like, hey, you want to do a thing? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Shoot. Yeah. I actually want to talk about uh, streaming. Okay. How crazy streaming is, and you did. You've only done one twenty-four hour, have you, or is it? Um, I did a. I think like a twenty twenty. No, wait, did I? I know you You tried, at least. You, you won for it. I think I got too drunk what? and ended up having to end it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, my, my stream really wanted me to do a drunk stream, so I attempted, and they made me really, really drunk because they didn't stop donating. <laughs> oh, jeez. Like, stream culture is so an interesting thing, and donation culture in stream culture. Like, it's... Once the ball gets rolling, it gets rolling. Yeah, people and love starting to train. It's interesting seeing that, and it's also just, um... It feels like it's just pushing the envelope in a way, and just it just keeps going and going until it can get maybe a bit ridiculous. Like, I feel like the chat just doesn't know when, when to stop drinking, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and certain things, they do that. They're really excessive, like, uh... This is a little off topic again, sort of again, but uh, I was doing an Overwatch stream one day yeah. and somebody donated like, here, get yourself some loot boxes. I'm like, all right, thanks. And then another person did it. Get yourself some loot boxes. <laughs> we ended up for most of the stream unpacking loot boxes because chat all together donated $250 for loot boxes. Jesus. 
And I was sitting there crying like, this could go to Bills, but they want boxes. <laughs> they just want the boxes. Yeah, they wanted oh. boxes. So we unboxed things on Overwatch for like an hour and a half. And it was crazy. It's such an interesting thing that has happened in Twitch is unboxings and unpacking. It's just, it's a thing. Yeah. It's such an interesting thing. It's just, let's all open a box together and discover these digital things that are coming out. And you eventually just get everything. And They're like living vicariously through you with the gambling. <laughs> yes. With, definitely with the gambling. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's the realization is it's a lot of vicariousness. It really is. Um, I've noticed that when it comes to the kids, the kid YouTube with like the kid reviews where this kid plays every toy, plays with every single toy. Oh, He's got like 5 okay. million subs. He gets like 2 million views of video. And it very much has to be vicariousness where the kids reviewing the toys, like it's fun to play with. I have it's never heard be that. that. <laughs> yeah, YouTube is, is a freaking ocean. Yeah. And there's so much stuff out there. Constantly discovering people with millions of subs. I've never heard of. It's crazy. Yeah, and like there's one, one time, where it's, it's, it's an elephant that paints. <laughs> ooh, okay, I gotta see that. Yeah. What? Ooh. Uh, like, it's, like, this kid just reviews toys. Like, it's him and his dad or his mom, and they're like, oh, what do you think of this toy? He's like, I like it, or I don't like it, or this or that. And he just gets to play with it. And they got, like, two million subs. And, no, no two million views of video, it's five million subs. They get a lot of, they, they get a lot. And so, just all kids watching, and kids wishing they could play with those toys. It's interesting nice. vicariousness that that YouTube and streaming does for that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just really interesting. interesting. Yeah. And I, but there's also a lot of schadenfreude. I feel like people want the 24-hour streams because they want to see you just at your absolute most wrecked. Yeah. That's what it feels like. I'm a like, lot of the people that request them don't even stick around for like half of it. Yeah, they I'm just, like, I don't know. They want to see you attempt and be like, a zombie. <laughs> like, I can do... Uh, let's see, I can do like 16, eight, 17 hours. It's basically the yeah. whole day, it's just the stopping is when I go to sleep. Exactly. Like, I can't do the 24 hour because I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> no I don't think I've attempted well. a 24 hour now that I think about it more. I think I, excuse me, did like an 18, probably. Yeah. I've done a few like 12 plus hour streams, but yeah, I don't think I'd ever actually go for a 24. It's unhealthy. It very much is. Like, yeah. I know. Uh, and what people really want is all you got to do really is put up a counter and you'll see everyone show up at the last after 20 hours. They'll show up because they want to see the mess. That's what they want to see. Yes. They want to see the aftermath. <laughs> like, it, it is something. Uh, Twitch very much. I just think about Twitch very much is kind of a game of what, what do you want to do to get attention from your, from your viewers or, or to keep them around? Because like, have you ever seen Athene's uh, streams? I have not. So he's the one that does, if no one's heard of him, he's the guy who does like a ton of donation streams. Does a lot of fundraising streams. He's that guy. Like, yeah, I think he does other charities and uh, world first type things. Yeah, things like that. Yeah. And his streams are obnoxious. Like, I, like it's very, like, I, I'm not trying to make it sound negative because it's what he does to get the money and it works. But he'll do things like, okay, you donate this amount of money you get to pick the song and people will pick the most obnoxious songs like okay please obnoxious song for an hour and he's like okay double that donation to turn off the freaking song and it's like okay i can only mute this thing now because it's just such an awful song yeah and he does things like that where he gamifies donations 
And it's just interesting seeing yeah, people just uh, take the different things at it. Yeah, people do that uh, a lot. Like um, streamers with beards, they do uh, save or shave streams where Ooh. you uh, donate and you put shave or save in your your message, and whoever has the most at the end is what happens. So <laughs> you can get somebody to shave their beard, or you can get them to keep it. Oh wow, yeah. that's, uh, that's creative and also horrible. Yeah. If you love that beard, that sucks right there. Yeah, that's well, what figure... it is, man. <laughs> that had to, that has to be a big thing at the end of November for sure. Like, uh, I would that, guess I would so. assume a frequency for that, just cause. But yeah, I know there's things like that, or just donate for uh, hair dyes and things like hair that. Hair dyes, I've done that one. Mm -hmm. That's how I got my purple hair. If you remember that, <laughs> I know I saw that. I know I did. Yeah. I just don't remember when it was. It was purple with pink highlights. I actually really enjoyed that hair. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting mix. Huh. Yeah, I. All I know is if I ever did that, I because I have a day job now, I'd be like, I lost a bet, guys. Yeah, I lost. That's what I would tell work. That's what I, I told everybody bet. who asked. I lost a bet. <laughs> it, it just works. It's a good one. It's like, what the heck did you bet? Dang. But yeah, twitching is kind of is kind of crazy and just interesting, and it's just a fun thing. Have you ever tried doing uh, YouTube streaming though? Um, I've done it a few times, actually, and the thing that stopped me from doing YouTube streaming was, believe it or not, just the chat, the way it scrolls and everything really was off-putting. It was hmm. harder to read. Okay. Because <laughs> I've only watched, I've never tried to do it, because I'm like, eh, everyone's on Twitch, so. It's not bad, the The delay is better, and I think you have better quality settings on it, but, uh, Ooh. yeah, like, all of my audience is on Twitch, so I, I can't do YouTube, really. I stopped doing YouTube a long time ago, so people don't really pay attention to my channel anymore. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. yeah. It's been a while. I I was like, does he have a YouTube? I don't remember. Yeah, I haven't put anything on it in probably over a year. Dang. Okay. And yeah, it's nothing wrong with going all in on one or the other. Uh, I feel like, let's see if you agree with me on this. I feel like YouTube and Twitch will always be a thing. Because yep. Twitch is great for just doing things live. And you can do things for a long time and stuff like that, and just like gameplay and everything. Whereas I feel like YouTube's the best place for essay format stuff. Just things that take a lot of work to make things going. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Twitch is trying to go to that area, but unless yeah. they like improve their interface with that, um, YouTube is still going to be the better option for it. But yeah, I'm glad they're like at least trying. Mm -hmm. Competition is like, always yeah. a good thing. Yeah, very much so. Because I feel like. Yeah, Twitch came out of nowhere in a big way, and they became a competitor with YouTube pretty well as far as, like, gaming stuff. But, like, I know Twitch is like, we can, we can archive videos and this and that, and I'm in the affiliate program, you're in the partner part. For affiliates, they're like, any footage streamed on Twitch, you can't put on YouTube for at least 24 hours. So they're trying to be kind of competitive in different yeah, ways. Yeah, um, I haven't looked at ways. it in a while, but I believe if you're a partner with... Which they mm -hmm. don't want you doing basically anything with YouTube. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. Um, if you stream and advertise on one of their competitors, they can pull your partnership. Okay. Uh, yeah. I like I said, I haven't read the uh, like their terms of service in a long time, but that's the way it was like when I first got partner. So. Hmm, good to know. That's interesting because I know there are big names. Like for me, I double dip. I do both, but there's big names who do both as well. Yeah. Like, they do Twitch stuff, they also do YouTube stuff. I and, think it's it's more along the lines know. of if you stream on YouTube and you're a partner on Twitch, then they get angry. But if you're just uploading different kind of content to YouTube, I think that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would I yeah. would hope so, or assume so, because 
I don't know if they try to monopolize a personality. I don't know if that'll work out too well. Yeah, it's it's kind of like uh, Nintendo was doing something. I'm sorry to keep interrupting. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's fine. I think Nintendo was doing something on YouTube to where if you wanted to stream their games or do videos on their games, you could only do their games and nothing else. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it's that I can be corrected in post on this, um, but I'm pretty sure it's you can only do their stuff. And you share revenue with them. It's like, holy crap. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of people are trying to do that whole monopolizing thing. Mm-hmm. Nintendo's the one who do, did it in a big way because Nintendo is Nintendo. Like, they get the excuse. Everyone gives them the excuse of, well, they're Japanese. They don't understand. Like, <laughs> everyone gives them that excuse. And I give them the excuse, too. But, like, PlayStation's also Japanese, but they understand. Like, they let you yeah. do their stuff without any trouble. And Sony Xbox is awesome. I, I'm actually a bit of a Sony fanboy, to be honest. I've mm-hmm. I got a lot of Sony stuff. I've got, a, like, two pairs of Sony headphones. I've got a PlayStation over there. Uh, I had the original PlayStation. They, they do good by me. I've got the, uh, the Vita. Yeah. Nice. Did you know, like, this is... Once again, off topic, but if you get their <laughs> uh, their cell phone, it's the what is it, the Xperia Premium, whatever, or you can do remote play from your for your PS4 on your cell phone. Wow, really? yeah, that's badass. So you you put that's like a Bluetooth uh, controller onto your cell phone, and you can play your PlayStation like in the living room or something. That's kind of that's really cool. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay, so they they do a lot of cool compatibility. Wow. Okay, I didn't know any of that because I've always been Nintendo because Kirby's right there. Uh, he's yeah, watching, yeah. but um, <laughs> uh, Nintendo's always had a lot of interesting innovation and everything. What I like is PlayStation has said, we need Nintendo to do all the innovation stuff for us. Like, they do all the crazy stuff, then we follow. Because whatever they do is always good for the business. It's always yeah, good for the gaming yeah. business. Because, of course, we know we blew things up in a big way. Absolutely. Back in the day. Like, that changed oh, things yeah. up. And so That was the precursor for that. VR. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I remember a dude uh, that using the Wii would show off different things they could actually do with it, and, and Nintendo never used any of it. But he was like, well, if you put these sensors on your head, you can actually, by using the controller actually as the sensor and using the sensor bar as a headset thing, you could have it that it's actually seeing you and it's moving things around as you're moving. Huh. I was like, that is so cool. So with a second controller, you could actually have a shooter. And he made like a little demo thing where he had just targets floating around, and as he nice. moved, the targets would shift with him. Like that is just so cool. And then yeah, kind of a precursor for VR, yeah. And it's interesting seeing how VR is going. You got what is it uh, the Vive, HTC, the, uh, yeah, the Oculus, the same thing, Oculus. There's a few uh, third party ones that have made like really high end VR headsets. Hmm. It's got like widescreen, 4K on each eye kind of thing. Ooh. It's yeah, it's nuts. That's nice. Like, I, I, um, I got, I got like a, just like a really cheap uh, VR one, like the, the cardboard one. Oh, where you put your phone it in out. it? Yeah, we do the phone yeah, in it, and then, yeah. then we got eventually a plastic one, so just see more. It's like, it's kind of really cool using the VR. It is. It is. It's a really it's just, awesome experience. Like, they had like NASA stuff where you could look at space with it. I'm like, this is so oh, yeah. cool looking around and stuff like that. And I'm just looking forward to just seeing how much further they can take it. Uh, what's helping it is kind of VR chat. VR chat is kind of pushing it a bit. Like it's that and the porn. And the, yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't going to touch on it, but we all know dang well anything we that all moves know. anything is porn. Like yeah. the internet exploded because of porn. Like, exactly. For dang sure. Uh, storage capacity exploded because of porn. 
uh, VR is going to explode because of porn. Yeah. Like, the second they figure out the ability to bang a robot, robots going to explode. Like, pretty much. That's going to happen at some point. I think they've already figured that out. Oh, like, they're man. starting to put AI in sex robots. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Literally. Yeah, um, there you go. I remember I saw a tweet uh, on the 1st of, of January where the guy's like, uh, Resolution, be the first man to die from having sex with a robot. <laughs> it's like, holy crap. <laughs> go down in legend. Dream. Oh, man. He but uh, speaking of the VR headsets, uh, seeing where they're going with it, I think HTC announced they've got a new version of the Vive coming out soon. Oh. Yeah, yeah, higher resolution, I think. It's uh, a little bit wider field of view. That'll That's be interesting cool. to see. Yeah. I actually got the, the chance to try out a Vive for about a week, and it was Ooh. awesome. But the only thing is it's really inconvenient to use because you have to have a wide open space and you got to really set things mm. up. So that, and there's the not that thing. many good games for it, actually. It, most oh, of it's like it. tech demo stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Because that's the one thing is you need a VR room. Who has a VR room? Like, um, what was it? Like with the Wii, like with the Wii, you only needed some space and you're kind of good yeah. unless you're really yeah. aiming. But when it came to what the heck's the Xbox one called? Uh, Connect. When you needed, yeah, the Connect. When you needed more space, it's like okay, this works for some people, not everyone. Yeah, I I can't use a Connect in my house. Hmm. I don't have enough space on the floor. It's got to be able to see your floor. Like behind <laughs> me, I've got my bed, and then here's my desk, and that's like all the room I have in here. I got a tiny little yeah. room. <laughs> yeah, me like, too. I got like a little one. Yeah. Yeah, like, even using the Vive, I had to take it into the living room and then like move all the furniture out of the center and everything to make enough space to use that. So. Yeah, it's too bad because yeah. I know. Uh, was it like the people who can afford it? It's amazing because they have like sensors and all all over the room and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, that's really cool, and it would be interesting if it. If it got big enough, just seeing... I don't know if it would be successful, but I'm sure someone will try just having a, a space for just VR stations, just for people to try it out. Oh, like like boxes. an arcade, yeah. Yeah. People basically. actually have VR arcades, and those things are awesome. They've got full Ooh. experiences, like with mazes and like monster fights and stuff. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. They've so got like... um. It's like real-time tracking, and you have like a little backpack with a battery and stuff on it, and you have your headset, and it shows you in real-time your position in this virtual world, but with actual real-world objects in there, so you can touch them and everything, so. Nice. Yeah. That is pretty awesome, okay. I would love to go to one of those things. I can't remember, there's, they have one that's in a few states, but I can't remember what it's called. Now I gotta look this up. Yeah. There's gotta be one, Let's see. maybe down here, or LA, or... I would assume Vegas would build one eventually. It'd be so cool, though. Like, here's one that I feel like it's obvious, but it hasn't happened yet. Yu-Gi-Oh! Absolutely. That'd of course, that would probably be better with augmented reality instead of virtual reality. True. Very true. Which, that's the next step they're going for, is augmented reality. Yeah, that's that's a whole different... Like, was it uh, Google Glass was the first attempt at that? No. Yeah. Well, Xbox is doing that kind of too when they did the Minecraft thing like a couple of years back. And that got sold to, I can't remember if Google took it or someone took it and they're using it for other applications. Like, I think they're using it for engineering, which is a very useful application for sure. Oh yeah, you can like Iron Man stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which is, that's, that's what you want. Like, you want to see all those cool things. Yeah. And it is interesting, speaking of Iron Man, it's interesting how comic book and science fiction and all that drives innovation because it's just it the does. concept of it and seeing if we can actually make that happen 
Yeah, like Star Trek, I think uh, a lot of innovation <laughs> happened. Did I say innovation? Innovation. <laughs> yes. Like, was it the cell phone? Then there was the... Tablets. What's just... Oh, was it... Um, yeah, the tablets. I auto, I suddenly can't remember all the things, because I know there's a list, and like, wow, and all these things. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff to happen off of that. That and... um. Oh, the, there was a book. Was it Ready Player One that had a, a lot of stuff that people made because of that book? That I don't know. I'm not sure because uh, Ready Player One, my only understanding of Ready Player One is it's, it's SAO, but for Americans. Mm, uh, fair enough. <laughs> like, it's a lot of pop culture. Like, it's a lot of pop culture. It's basically SAO's concept where they're in this virtual thing and if they die in there, they die for real and they're dealing with a big corporation and stuff. I'll have to look into that then. And I know they're making a movie out of it. Yeah, and there's a yeah. lot of pop culture in there. The Iron Giant's in it, Tracer's in it. Like, there's a bunch of just... Everything from the past, gaming-wise, is in there as a thing or also in movies and stuff. And so there's a lot of nostalgia feel in there. Yeah. And so it makes me a little cynical because there's just a lot of nostalgia in there. But I'm they're also kind of Star Wars-ing it. Yeah. yeah. I'm wondering if it'll be good or not uh, as well. Uh, you can help. Yeah, and but I don't know about it driving innovations because I'm not really familiar with the book. Like neither I am know I. It was popular, I just but yeah. But speaking of Sword Art Online, I think IBM is making a a game. Like they're trying to do Ooh. a good VR Sao game. Yeah, I would like to check that out. Like that's that is where it's going to go eventually. Is something like that? I think. VR yeah. chat's kind of a, a push in that direction because of how ridiculous it is and how everyone's just hanging out and everything. There was actually something like that on Gary's Mod for a while called, uh, I think it was like Yuki Theater. I, mm. I even made videos on that at one point, but it was fun to just go and screw around with people. I, the only thing I remember with Gary's Mod with you was I know you would watch anime on Gary's Mod. Yeah, that's like what it was in there. Theater. It was like the, oh. the virtual movie theater, but you could be like different kind of characters and go do all this sorts of oh. different stuff. And yeah. Okay, like, it's interesting. Like, I still haven't there's... tried VR chat. We should do that. <laughs> oh god, like I know you can do it without a VR headset. Luckily, yeah, yeah. I don't have one because that is that's a chunk. But I am I, I, the videos I've seen of are just hilarious. Like, um, I remember someone said like the, the meme right now that they're the queen, and then a bunch of knuckles showed up, and they're like, "She'll show us the way." I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> we should we should check and, it out. That'd be a fun uh, yeah, little thing I to do. Do want to see that for sure? Figure that out. Yeah, we could like do um, a stream or something. Oh, that'd be so fun. Yeah. That really would be fun just checking that out. Because I know it's. I, it's, People keep making things, and that's why I really like it. There's so much innovation going on in there. Someone made a cell phone, and it's just it's reflecting what's on the camera on the cell phone. Nice. And like, they just put that into the thing. It's like, that had to take some time to figure out. <laughs> and so there's innovation inside the VR chat. That's so cool. And that's just. That's the thing, it's just enthusiasts making things happen and bringing yeah, more yeah. to it. And it's, in a way, crowdsourcing, but in a different way. It's like not like everyone's told to do a thing, they're just doing it. And yeah, it's just interesting. that's such a, a great way of doing stuff. Like, um, that's one of the reasons why Dota 2 is so awesome, is because Valve has their whole community program to where people can make stuff and then submit it to Valve, and then Valve will put it in the game and give profits to the creator. Ooh, nice. Yeah. It's that's one of the coolest things. I think it's the uh, Steam Community Workshop, I believe is what it's called. Oh, yeah. okay. Because yeah, I know there's always been the workshop, and like the workshop is amazing because it because it's modding in a in a in a wider scale and just allows so much longevity for games. Like 
we all know like Bethesda's games have so much more life to them because of modding. Yes, and... that's the only reason why Skyrim's a thing is because of the mod community. Yeah, like but Skyrim vanilla is pretty fun, but when you add things to it, it just becomes even more ridiculous. And more yeah. Have you seen and... that picture? It's it's like comparing uh, the consoles to PC with Skyrim. And it's like uh, uh, PlayStation, and it's got a picture. And then Xbox, and it's got the same exact picture. And then there's PC, and you're like a cowboy anime girl <laughs> with like... <laughs> With a bunch of different crap going on. It <laughs> is wonderful. That's great. Yeah. Like, that's the thing I like is you can kind of just do whatever fantasy fan fiction you want in a way. Because you can just have your character model be this. Have your buddies be this. Yeah. You can make you can make the dragons be whatever the heck you want. You can just have them be Cthulhu dragons. Or I'm being tame about this. There are some things you can make those dragons be. Oh, yeah. You can make a lot of Macho stuff. Man Randy uh, Savage. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Or like, oh, my God. The person who did the work, Fallout 4, someone modded just to have all the toilet paper rolls be the other way. Like, there was <laughs> that guy that's or That's a necessary mod right there. <laughs> it's very necessary. They they just, like, they went in and found every single instance of toilet paper and switched it over. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Hey, it's important, it. man. Like, got to be the right <laughs> way. I think I've seen a mod for Skyrim where it's, like, entirely Ruby-themed. Um, Ooh. Yeah, that would be awesome to do. Wow. And then people do do stories and they do, vo they like, they make stories in Skyrim or in Fallout and there's even voice acting and everything with it. So interesting. That's awesome. And yeah, I, I, I remember, um, I can't remember the name of the project, but there was a fan-made mod project for Skyrim where they were doing the whole voice acting thing. I actually applied for one of those, but huh. didn't get picked for it. But hmm. those are really interesting projects. For sure, and like yeah. prior to that, just thinking about the roots of it, because we've been around for so long, the roots of that, in a way, was like Warcraft and Starcraft, when yeah. you could make your own maps with that. I remember playing Warcraft maps, which had voice acting, and had stories to them, and RPG stuff. I was like, that's interesting, just thinking about it right now, just modding, but there's always been modding. There's people just Modding has shaped the gaming community into what it is today, and it'll keep doing oh, that. sure. Like, because of modding, that's why we have all these MOBAs and stuff like that. Because those were mods. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> <And> that's, exactly. <laughs> Wait, is that's it? Yeah. how we got into things like hero shooters and all this other sorts of stuff is because the mod community has inspired, like, actual game studios to do things. Yeah. And it's really awesome. It really is. And then some of those modders just try to make their own games, and even and that can become something as well. That's how PUBG became a thing. Yep. Yep. It's, and PUBG's the biggest thing right now. Holy crap. It, speaking of which, that... did you see Palins has their own battle royale <laughs> yeah. coming out? Oh my goodness. I was like, of course they're gonna have one. Like, yeah. like remember okay, when Paladins was coming up, it was like, oh my god, they're they're trying to make their own Overwatch. And then and then Paladins is here and they're like, Oh my god, they're making a battlegrounds with Paladins. They're trying to do the same strategy that Blizzard does, where they take and mix and mash what's popular at the moment. But yeah. they're not Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> they are not. Um, yeah. I don't know. High res has always been. Uh, you can appreciate. You can give them crap for. We can also appreciate that they try everything. They do. That's for sure. Like you can appreciate and, and give them crap for that at the same time. But at least they try everything. Like at least they're they're trying to innovate and do stuff like they that. They have and, great ideas and they implement them fantastically at the start. But then somehow, the like 
down the road they screw it up like i'm not trying to crap on high res here but like yeah. with paladins they basically recently made the game pay to win with their new card system Ooh. yes the game was fantastic i loved it i was grinding my way up the rank ladder i was going to get mm -hmm. the grandmaster and everything but then they kind of high rest it so <laughs> uh, like i haven't played a high res game in two years but i can always appreciate what high res did and what high res yes did. Like, I can still always appreciate that. Like, I don't play the games anymore because Pyrus does what they do, but I, I, I can appreciate what they've done. They, they did Absolutely. They, they did a big thing with esports, with what they've been doing. And, and with, with Smite, they've yeah. done some awesome stuff there. So Yeah, they've pushed a lot of things. I with, get what you Smite. mean, though. Like, I, I am a fan of what they do, but not their balance. <laughs> I can put that, it that way. Yes, that is that's what forced me out. Eventually, was their balance, and they're just their what's the word here? Optimization has always been never there. Yeah, it's, they're still using DX nine. Uh, they have a modified version of uh, UE three, and I really wish they'd get a new game engine. It'd be nice. Yeah, it just it was just years like like. The crew of Hyras love those guys. They're all great. Oh, yeah. Their employees are fantastic so people. Ways. It's just, I think it was just over the years, just built up over time. It was like, okay, I can't just, I just can't anymore. I think that's really Their what it was. spaghetti code. Yes. Oh, man. And, I don't know. Love or hate them. It's, that's, that's what Hyras is. And like, just imagine. Imagine Smite or, like, Paladins on the Frostbite engine. Oh my god. Yes, like the Frostbite engine is a great example of how to optimize things and make them look amazing at the same time. I have no idea how easy it is to work with, hmm. but uh, just, I mean, you look at Star Wars Battlefront and the Battlefield games, and they look awesome, but run fantastically. And then you compare that to Smite, and it's just like... It, it, blew, <laughs> it blows my mind so hard. I'm like, I have a better computer. My computer can run four Smites at once. And it's just choking anyway, because just how it's on. Yeah, it only uses, like, one and a half threads. <laughs> yeah. I'm like... Uh, I mean, DX11 has made that better, but, mm. like, I'm, I'm glad they finally put DX11 support back in. But, I mean, it's still not fantastic. Okay. And, yeah, just frustrations with that. Just eventually, like, okay, I'm out. But, you tell me Paladins... Is, yeah, I was hearing rumblings about that Paladins become pay-to-win. I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. Ooh. I don't know. I just I feel like when it when it comes to balance, they don't care. Like it's always felt that way. They just do what they want to do. Yeah, they they really need to listen to some of the community more on their their balance <laughs> ideas. I know I say some because a lot of people have just like really stupid ideas with that. But like uh, Pon Pon, they need to let him do more of the balance decisions. And Caps Lock mm. Fury, both of them have really great minds when it comes to how to balance things without making it stupid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, big fans of those two. They those guys are workhorses for high res. They really oh, absolutely. Are. Holy crap, those two. The one thing for Paladin's Battlegrounds that could help them out, and I I really agree with Lord Wizkid. I really feel like they should call it Champions Battlegrounds, so we can call it Cabbage. Um. Is that we haven't had, <laughs> like, really in a big way, like, class-based um, PUBG, so it would be interesting to see that. Yeah. Like, I'm going to give it a try for sure. Like, I mm -hmm. like the idea of it. Um, 
the Fortnite's version. I loved that uh, better than regular PUBG. The the addition of like the building mechanics and whatnot was awesome, and I like that it's it doesn't take itself as seriously. You know, well, have you seen the videos of like people riding on rockets and stuff? I have not seen like for me, Fortnite was all about the original concept, and I have not touched the Battlegrounds version of it. Yeah, the original but, concept is pretty good. I'm waiting for them to finish that before I get back into it. But yeah, uh, really their their that. battle royale version is actually pretty solid. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've been hearing that. I just have not touched it, and I really should touch it. I'm actually curious about the 50v50 version of it as well. Yes, is that I, coming I, or I wish I would have tried that while it was still out. Hmm. Okay, so it was temporary. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was a temporary like event thing. I think they're going to bring oh. it back, but uh, yeah. I would be more interested in a fifty v fifty because that sounds hilarious as a it does. just as a thing. Like, ow, just because we haven't had massive on that scale in a long time since was it the original Battle Battlefront two? I, I think so. Yeah. Because just having so many bodies is just such a fun idea, and just the mayhem of it is you accept that you're going to die really quick. Oh yeah, just in uh, Planet Side like, Two. That's ooh, massive. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Planet Side Two is that, and if you can organize just a convoy of tanks and stuff, that's so cool to do that. Yeah. And I wish they wouldn't have changed it so much since beta because they had. Hmm. Uh, I liked their shop system in beta, but their new one is it takes forever to unlock stuff. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I haven't played in maybe like a year. I do like Planet Side Two, but it's been a year. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful game. It is. Because I know they're using some sort of system where people don't exist unless you're close enough to them so that it doesn't take as much. Uh, I think so, yeah. Like it was some weird, like some system they're using that makes sense that only when they're within your range do you see them so that it doesn't yeah, take as much. Yeah, uh, draw distances. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they like introduced they had, um, uh, like a good multi threading protocol too hmm. to help out. Yeah. Because I know they have a dedicated team to optimize making it as good as it can be that's and sony i forgot about that that's sony <laughs> but yeah it is yeah just thinking about yeah the era is sony and just just good work solid work on that just haven't played in a long time it's a really fun game we should so many games you and i need to have a game day where we go and revisit all this old stuff <laughs> we do it's been so long since we've teamed up and yeah man there's, i don't i don't know why we haven't teamed up sooner because we always just conflicting really well. schedules i think yeah like yeah. we we always, when we team up, we, we have a good time. Dude, and Evolve? Some of the best <laughs> fun I've had. I love doing Evolve when it was like five of us. Because yeah. I liked being the monster. Because the way I did monster was try to be entertaining. Where like, I would go crazy at times. And then I would just back off. And like, it was just good, man. trying to build attention doing that. Because that was, that's the fun way to do it is when the monster is just in the fun. It yeah. can make it just so much better. And it was just a blast just chasing you guys around. The, um... What's the big roly monster? The Goliath? Or uh, no, that was the... Goliath's the original. Behemoth. Um, yeah, Behemoth. That the big roly monster. Oh my god. That, that, that was one fun. that you could just go ham with. Yeah, and then yeah. of course pff, Wraith Chan came out of that. Oh, that god, Wraith Chan. <laughs> <laughs> that Wraith caused so much rage. Oh wow. Why did it have boobs? <laughs> Good question. Good question. I feel like if Evolve was able to stick around, if they were allowed to go movie monster, it would have been interesting. If they could have gone like Alien Queen or their version of it and stuff like that. Oh that man, that would have been amazing. If they could have done a oh man. Or like a predator but, version. Oh yes. Oh 
what was what was unfortunate with that game is just how they executed it in the long run and yeah their their publisher made them rush out and it was buggy they couldn't balance it and then they went with their ridiculous microtransaction model on a full 60 dollar game if oh man if if they would have had a different publisher i think it would still be around yeah, and I know uh, Turtle Rock, I think, is the company. They said that, too. They're like, they regret folding so hard for the publisher. They definitely yeah. regret that. It's like, yeah, it definitely did make some things not work out, which is unfortunate, because it was a really fun game. It was a great concept. It was a fun game. Oh, my. That it was, was good. We had a ton and, of fun in that. Mm-hmm. I remember the last game we played was the medic was bugged where they would die in the dropship. They would never even yes. get onto the map. I'm like, yeah, this is, yeah, I'm not playing this anymore. That's a really bad bug. How they had really that? awesome character ideas, too. Like, their characters oh. were so unique. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they were just a, fun oh, characters. Man. Like, yeah. Bucket himself was an amazing character. Like, the yes, robot Bucket bug. was awesome. Uh, the bug man. He was really bug awesome. Was great. Uh, what was it? Um, the, the, uh, the Englishman. <laughs> the... What was his name? I can't remember his name right now. Mark Elf was also fun, but just a lot of the characters were fun. They had Torvald. a lot of great dynamic. Yeah, Torvald was interesting. The guy who's just like half his body's gone, that guy, yeah. Yeah, that was Torvald. Like yeah, his Torvald. his whole like mortar artillery system was really mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. I just they had so much going on with that game. It was so good. And when they released the free-to-play version, they fixed mm-hmm. a lot of the problems we had with it, but by then it was too late. Their player base was already gone. They they got back their player base for a week they had more than their initial launch of the game and then it went straight back downhill because they just didn't do anything else with it that's unfortunate that's really unfortunate it's it's just too bad that's one of those games where like there was potential and then another one i know a more recent one was what was it lawbreakers yeah that one shows that one tanked really hard yeah just yeah within a week dying i'm like And it's unfortunate. There's amazing games out there that just die. Yeah. And that's one of them. Oh, there's, I, there's been a few of them that I loved. Uh, Nosgoth. That one oh, was really Nosgoth. awesome. That was fun. I really enjoyed that one. I liked the concept. That was good. It's just, it's so disheartening when you see these games with so much potential just die. Like, yeah, just, man. It's And it's mostly due to the publisher's fault, like not advertising correctly. Like, um, Gigantic is another good example of one. They advertised really, really early and then screwed themselves by going Xbox One and Windows 10 exclusive because of their publisher, which was Microsoft. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they just did not advertise at all after that. Like, you probably haven't heard of it in two years. I remember when it finally released, I'm like, wait, it's it's out? Gigantic's out? And finally, I I like it. Luckily, yeah, they they ended up dropping Microsoft as their publisher and going with, I think, they went with Perfect World, didn't they? Yeah, Perfect World, yeah. Yeah, and now they're not exclusive to Windows 10 or Xbox One anymore, which is awesome, so. But then uh, Perfect World downsized them as well recently, which is unfortunate. They did. Um, They they screwed up. They did. Like, it's, they came out, like, they advertised really early, like you said. I remember the the closed betas. I think you got into those, or some of them, I believe. So you got to try it, it out. Early. It was fun. It's I I actually really enjoyed that game. They have a good formula there, but uh, nice. their player base is way too small. Yeah, at this point, uh, I played it when it came on Steam because like, oh shoot, I forgot all about Gigantic. I played it and like it's really fun. It's a very fun. It idea. is. I love their characters. Charnock's my boy. Oh yeah, definitely him. I just like was it um, 
I go like level three fireballs and I'm just fireballing all day. Oh, yeah. That's all I'm doing. And I'm jumping away and just skittering away with him and just like, hey, he can't judge me. He's such <laughs> a fun guy. Um, the Cthulhu lady's pretty cool. Oh, like, what's her name? Zenobia? Can't remember her name. Yeah, I think that, yeah, Zenobia. That's yeah. her name. Like, she's cool. I kind of like the gun lady. Uh, Beckett, I think that's her name. Beckett. Yeah, I rocket launcher like and dual pistols. Like, yeah. she's fun. And a jetpack. Uh, yeah. But she has, like, triple jumps. She can just jump around a bunch. She's Like, a lot of the characters are cool. Like, I like the little girl with the ghost dad. Like, that's cool. Ghost that's dad. Um, Ashling, I think, is how they said her yeah, name. Something like that, yeah. It, they have good characters. They have really good characters. They're very fun to play. And it's just too bad with the population. Crazy Grandpa. Really too bad. Crazy Grandpa. Which one is that one? Uh, Sven. Sven. I think I remember him. Uncle Sven, yeah, I, I think. I know I played him. He had I... he threw potions and stuff. Guess what oh, he did? Oh, the potion guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. That guy's pretty pretty crazy. He's fun. There's that star child thing, which is ridiculous. Like it's a genie or something. It was oh. one of the newer ones. Okay. But uh, then you've got like Battleborn. On the other hand, <laughs> oh man, there was some good potential there and some things that. Their, more beefy, their campaign was great. It was typical Gearbox awesome campaign, but then their PvP balance was awful. Yeah. It was not the greatest. Like, uh, I feel like it needed more bacon. It needed more time. It did. Uh, the characters themselves were very fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... you had Vegeta as a vampiric <laughs> swordsman. Yes, yeah, just straight up Vegeta. He's just being Vegeta. Yeah, yeah. The, the sniper gentleman, which was pretty cool. I liked him. Oh yeah, the robot sniper guy. His his cane was a sniper rifle. Yeah, that was, that so was cool. pretty cool. Just just so many great concepts. Uh, who did I really like from that? I like it was the, the chick with like she had like a demon guy in, inhabiting her, and she would just like we're we're detectives now. I was like we're not detectives. What the, why are we detectives? I can't remember. It's uh, she had like orange hair. It was like a black demon that's in her. And I'd have to look it up to find the specific name of her. That might That's be a newer character, one. I think. Uh, there it was. At, they were at li- release though, but I think you had to buy them, or yet no, you had to unlock them or something. Okay. There, there were just a lot of fun characters. Uh, yeah, their characters the, were great. The campaign, like the Spider Bot, the one that you have to escort, was hilarious. Spider King. Like Named all the Jeff. spiders were great. <laughs> I like the spider people. I really like the villain. The villain was hilarious. He was a very yes. funny guy. I liked him a lot. There was Gearbox does stuff. amazing campaigns. Their characters are always quirky, and it's great, but they screwed up on the PvP so hard. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just didn't really enjoy it as much as I, I really wish I did. I I played it, had fun, but after a while, it just got stale. and just It did. It, it got did. one-sided a lot, and... It might be fun to revisit for the campaign, but you probably wouldn't actually be able to find a match because the player base is gone. Yeah, I did like the story. I don't know if they could have just, should have just kept doing stories. Like, there's production and all that stuff to worry about and how much it costs and everything. Yeah. It's, it's a murky business. It's a very murky business. It's unfortunate. Uh, I can't believe we're just talking about failed games, which... Well, I mean, it's stuff we enjoyed that could have gone mm-hmm. better. Like, one thing I wonder is, because people cling to certain games, like, they play the only one game for, like, years, does that do something? Because it's like, they're not gravitating to other games, so that just hurts other games. But at the same time, some people just don't have the money to play anything outside of free-to-play. I think as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've like, been sticking with Smite so much. I, mm-hmm. I, 
my only job right now is streaming and I make like $300 a month. That's it. So I can't afford to buy any games and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, I should, uh, try to get you in contact with one place, but I don't know how it'll work out. Um, I found a place where you can, you can look at a bunch of indies and see what they got and you can ask them for a key. Oh yeah. Key mailer. Um, evolve them too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got some Uh, good stuff out of that actually. I've got a lot of random stuff out of there. Some really good stuff, some not so great stuff. I got uh, Total War Warhammer out of that. Nice. That's a fun game. That's really nice. And another nice thing is like, well, you've been to TwitchCon, you've been to some cons, and yeah, I went to PAX East, PAX West, mm-hmm. TwitchCon. Uh, nice. I've been to HRX. This is the first year I didn't go to that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, because we were there, we wouldn't be doing this right now. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, what I learned, I learned a lot from going to cons and talking to them. Oh, yeah. Like, I got really friendly. Yeah, when when we met at TwitchCon, I got friendly with Fat Shark. And yes. that's how I got in contact with... Uh, Gunner. Gunner, yeah, who's a really nice guy. That guy's really nice. I can't wait for and, Vermintide 2, speaking yeah, of that. Oh, God, the first one wait. was so good. First one's uh, really good. Can't wait for they're going to be giving out keys to streamers again, so contact Gunner about that. Okay, I'll talk to him because I get the the new DLCs and just show those off and just yes, dude, he's such a nice guy. So oh, the developer. I'm so glad they're putting in a class system for that. Oh, they are. Yeah. Ooh. So okay. you can have uh, when you're the dwarf, you could be a berserker with like dual axes or something like that. You can be really? a, a yeah tanky dude. They've got um oh it, like an actual skill tree and stuff like that that they're putting Ooh, into the game. They, they've done a lot know. of content. Yes. Go look like, up some stuff on the new game. It looks great. Like, I have not been paying attention because I know I'm going to play it. Also, like, uh, like, Chaos. Chaos really? is in that now. It's the, yeah, so the Chaos and the Skaven are kind of, like, coming at you at the same time. Nice. Oh, be I'm so good. I'm, I'm ready for that, man. <laughs> that's that's my most look forward to game oh, this year. And that's coming out, like, within the next few months. Ooh. For, like, well, beta. Speaking, like, that, that'll be a good one for a long time, I would assume, or hope. Yeah, I'm wondering how they'll how they'll do the loot system because people were, were loved it and hated the loot system in one for sure. I, so if I, I remember correctly, they've improved that to where you can put like a preferred um, thing on there to where you you want your your loot for this class and this is what you want and you have increased chances to get that. Okay, that sounds better. That sounds nice for sure. I like that. Yeah, like, um, still some I randomness think... to screw you, but okay. I'll probably end up playing it on console this go around hmm. because I think the player base for it was bigger on console. Uh, I cannot remember off the top of my head because what well, we went there when they when they were pushing it towards console. Uh, so if it got bigger on console, I would assume it's also just because it's newer on there at that point. But yeah, I guess and we'll it's, see. since it's a Left 4 Dead style game, it was really popular on console. I mean, Left 4 Dead's uh, player base on console was massive. Ooh. Yeah. I did not know that. Okay. But i uh, definitely looking forward to that. Pushing to another game that's coming out extremely soon, actually, though. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yes. I suck <laughs> at fighting games, but I mm. love playing them. I'm looking forward to that. I'm so excited. Like, because it's, cause it's anime. Uh, well, it's Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball, Marvel vs. Capcom, from what I can tell. It looks and... awesome. The art style is fantastic. Ooh, like you see the videos where people like they're like, hey, here's basically they, this like they show Vegeta's final flash and like here it is in the manga and it's just exactly that. I'm like, Holy. yes, it looks so good. I'm excited. It's 
It's like, um, we haven't had a real fighter for Dragon Ball. Long- like, Xenoverse is very much more... more That's arcade Dragon Ball. Yeah, more arcade more Dragon Ball than fighter. Well, it's more of an RPG anyway than, yeah, than yeah. anything. And we haven't had, like, a real, real fighter in a long time. And so I'm excited for this. And because of how good the manga is, the manga-esque drawing and everything is, and... The fact there are special finishers and things like that, like there, it's very much going to be a fighter and a Dragon Ball game, from what I can tell. Yes, it looks fantastic. Like, Speaking of fighting have... games, mm. oh, go ahead, go ahead. So I was just going to say, because uh, you can have Goku versus Frieza on Namek, and it will affect the background. Yes, it's so cool. But uh, what I was going to say was, uh, speaking of fighting games, Arms was something I was looking forward to, but unfortunately, mm. that didn't pan out so well. They they've already stopped mm. supporting it, I think. I, th- really? Because they just had a new character one or two weeks ago, didn't they? Like, yeah, I think that was the last one. They're not going to put any oh. new stuff into the game. Arms is a missed opportunity. Like we keep talking about all these things that just could yeah. be more. <laughs> Arms is another one. Yeah. Arms isn't like I liked it. I like the characters are really great, but there's not much story or lore going on, and it yeah. could have been amazing. It gets it stale something. pretty quick. That's too bad. Like, I got bored of it during the beta. Ooh. Yeah. Dang, that's 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 unfortunate. Like, there's so much potential to it when I look at it. I'm like, this looks really fun and everything. And I got to play it at Comic-Con. And I enjoyed it. But I'm like, I figured out how to game the people I was fighting pretty quick in that thing. Just how to set them up for things. And, and it was actually better to use a controller than the motion controls. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very unfortunate. And that's a lot of potential there. But to Nintendo's credit, at least, like, they at least have a lot of offerings. Yes. It's just, ARMS could have been a bigger thing. Like, ARMS could have had potential. It didn't have Splatoon potential, but it had potential. Like, Splatoon, Splatoon. Came, was just, when Splatoon came on the scene, was it two or three years ago? Just, wow, was that such a, a whirlwind there. It was. And I, I actually haven't played much of two. Like, yeah, I enjoy I, it, but I've just been so busy with other things that I haven't been able to play it. I could have gotten the Splatoon 2 pack-in when I bought the Switch. I'm like, ah, I know I'm not going to play it enough. I already knew it. Like, I like yeah. uh, I like Splatoon, I like it a lot, but I knew I wasn't going to play enough. I went for the Zelda pack. Games. Yeah. Breath of the Wild is just amazing. Oh my god. It is. I still haven't finished oh, wow. it. I need to do that. Ooh. It's so good. It is very good. Uh, what? So This random thing I was talking about recently with, with Jinx was, I like how it's still a damsel in distress with Zelda, but she's in literally, she's been fighting for a hundred years distress. Like, yes. She's not just waiting in a castle. She's been she's holding been back this big old evil son of a bitch like, <laughs> by herself. Just yeah. like, wait, any help here? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you on an island, Link? I kind of need you over here. Yeah. Come on. It's just like, I took the time to just, uh, I got the Link outfit, which takes a lot of work to get. And you can just spend hundreds of hours on that game. Oh, yeah. And it's so fun, but at the same time... It's so beautiful, this, too. Yeah. It's just like Zelda's going, like, come on, Link. You've been asleep for a hundred years. Get over here already. I'm over here holding off this giant evil guy, <laughs> and you're taming a horse. <laughs> <laughs> taming a horse. Oh, well, and then was it the new DLC with the motorcycle? I and... saw that. That's hilarious. One of my favorite things is someone just doing a circle with the motorcycle in front of the horses. Is like just showing the horses the ain't shit. Like, oh my god. Who who needs you anymore? (laughs) That's funny. It just cracks me up. And then 
What's nice is the DLC for the for the champions that gives you more character about them and everything. So that's really nice as well. And of course, it's like the Master Quest DLC. I think that was a free DLC, or it was a five dollar, but just a harder remember. version of the game. So that's cool, and just really good. Like what I like about the game, it literally was it whatever you see, you can go to, and that, yes. was, that was just awesome. It really felt like a real open world, and there was just so much to do, and so many interactions, and just so many random little quests and character quirks and things. It was just fun. The only thing I didn't like was the whole weapon breaking thing. That got annoying to me after like a couple of days. Personally, for me, I get it because if you didn't have your weapons break, you'd be using the same weapon all day. Like, that's the yeah. only thing I'll give it because I liked using a variety. Like, I, I put in, I'm like, I'm getting Korok seeds because I just want more weapons uh, slots. That's it. And I was like, I just have like a, like a dozen weapons to play with. I like the spears the most, I think, out of all the weapons. I like throwing them, just because you're like, bam, right at them. And, but, yeah, for me, it was just, there's just so many weapons, I needed to, I needed to be forced to use other weapons. That's the only justification, yeah. justification I can give it. I like the boomerang weapons, those were kind of funny, until you lost them. Like, you throw it, like, okay, that's cool, and then it just bounces off, and like, well, I Have lost you that seen boomerang. where, um, you know that skill where you can grab things, pick them up with the magnet, whatever? Mm-hmm. You can throw a boomerang and catch it with that, and then like just ram it into people like a freaking Beyblade. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool! I did not think of that. Wow. Yeah. I love the things where people think of things, or they just fail completely. Like you try to mercenary tow a tree, and it just leaves without you. <laughs> like oh. Dude, mercenary tow. I always thought that was oh. the most awesome mode of transportation. <laughs> He's just such a badass that he can. He just takes a pillar, throws it. And, and he's fast enough it. to get on the thing and go and just yeah. lands where he wants to land. It's like he's that It's good. like better Mjolnir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Basically. Oh, man. Back when Dragon Ball was ridiculous. I Yeah, it, that is when it was still an adventure anime, too. Mm -hmm. uh, she should not be, but I also want Aurelian Dragon Ball Fighter Z as a gag character. Oh, God. Aurelian. She was in um, J-Star's. Oh, she was? Yeah. Oh, wow. her, her, uh, her special finisher move was she punched the ground and split the planet in half. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's her thing. <laughs> she did that in Super, too. I remember she did that. She just punched, breaks the planet. I was like, oh, jeez. She that... pimp slapped Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> she did. That was one of my favorite episodes of Super. Just outside of all the action ones, that was yeah. my favorite comedy episode. Oh, There's speaking of which, didn't a new episode come out yesterday? Oh yeah, last night. Yeah, Vegeta I need to watch that. Versus Jiren. I still need to watch the newest Ruby episode too. Oh nice! I am stuck on season two. I need to get. I need to get back on that. So like, good. It is good. Like the first, se like we're critiquing something really quick. Ruby season one. It just shows that it was the first thing they were they've done ever because the writing is so front loaded with just throwing so much lore at you. Yeah. And the voices aren't there yet, and the animation is kind of interesting. But then once things get going, it is incredible. It is so Absolutely. good. Absolutely. And I, I kind of like that they you, you saw like the rawness of the first season. You get to just watch both the characters and the people who make them develop over time. And that's a really cool experience. Ugh. Yeah. And I'm only in season two, so I got to get going. I'm where the train crashes. I'm where I'm at that point. Train crash. And okay. I got to get I got to get back on that and watch the rest of it because I know the new season's 
but what's happening right now. Yes. And it's really good, and I like it. And, yeah, it's just really good. <laughs> it's just good, so I gotta get on that and see more of that. Uh, just right now, really quick, I need to see, was it Epic Pop Team, or... or whatever that... They just had the new episode yesterday, so it was like a really tall girl and a really short girl. I need to check oh, that out, because... Yeah. They've been naming that hard right now. I want to see what that is about. Like, I don't watch a lot of... I only watch, like, one or two animes a year. And, like... I don't watch nearly as much as I used to. It's hard for me to, like, keep on things right now. Like, there's just a lot of anime. Like, if... There's anime for everything. Like, I need to check out Yoshiki because I read the manga on that one. That's the one with the old man who's a robot. And, like, that oh, one's okay. really fun. Like, it memed a little while ago because there was Donald Trump in the anime. Because he was in the manga, too. <laughs> and he's like, murder is now legal. He's like, okay. Okay, Trump. Uh... But, like, yeah, I only watch a couple animes or read mangas, like, a, a year. And, like, My Hero Academia was, was my one anime this year. Last They've got year some so some really good anime coming out this season. Hmm. Uh, let me see if I can find the name of one of them. It's definitely something I'm going to recommend to you. Uh, uh, I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it later. It's, yeah. like... There's so much anime. There's there's always been a lot of anime, and I enjoy slice of life, comedies, action, this and that. And it's My Hero Academia is just such an amazing anime. If I had to recommend an anime, I think it'd be that. I would recommend that and One Punch. Those are of course the really yes, popular ones, but I absolutely. But uh, uh, basically, the anime I'm thinking about it's like Anime Pacific Rim. So <laughs> this should be pretty cool. Like I would always recommend probably. The more serious Gundams, if you want, like, kind of, like, war epic, because those are really Iron-Blooded Orphans. Yeah. Like, I started watching sure. that. That makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I remember it's... Uh, we'll wrap this up soon, but, um... How was it? War in the Pocket was such an amazing one, where it was just... Only... There was only, like, one or two of uh, the Xeon guys, and there was a, a Gundam there, and you got to see just the characters and the soldiers, and, and just them being human and then it's just such an amazing like very specific 1v1 fight with Gundam and the Zaku I think it's a, like a blue Zaku Zaku <laughs> and it's just so interesting seeing things like that like Gundam's just really good for just being kind of a war epic while being not soldiers but freaking mechs like it's crazy yeah and then and... you have G Gundam <laughs> oh god i i absolutely oh, love g gundam not gonna lie is there a bridge of g gundam because there probably be. there there better be i need to look it up yeah. there has to be because if there's a gundam that needs an abridge besides wing to me gotta be g because g is so over the top it's ridiculous oh my god just the end of that series was so hilarious and cheesy <laughs> it was. Love, love, Sekiha Tenkyoken. <laughs> oh, God, because he was the King of Hearts, wasn't he? Because yeah. works. King of Hearts is all about the love. Rain! <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's man. obtained powers with the help of KOJ! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Um... This has been a very fun podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, it's fun catching up and talking about everything. 
one thing I'd want to want to do at the end is advice. I think it's always important. And okay. so it's advice you would give for, I'm going to have you do two. Uh, streaming for one, and then the other one's got to be for voice acting. Okay, advice for streaming. Um, One, don't quit your day job. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, yeah. two, treat it more like a hobby instead of like work. And it'll be something you enjoy way more. Uh, find some friends you can do things with and you can play off of each other. And it's not so awkward when there's nothing going on. Um, a webcam is important. People like to be able to see the face of who they're watching and interact and identify um, with stuff like that. That and having a second screen so you can actually see what people are saying while you're playing games, super important. Uh, yeah, let's see. For voice acting, uh, once again, don't quit your day job. <laughs> <laughs> Even well-established voice actors um, don't get regular pay or jobs. Um, it's not something that's like salaried, you know. You, you get the jobs as they come. So you can go like half a year without getting a job. Um, so having like a, a part-time job or something to hold you over through that is, is really good. Um, two, if you're going to send a voice reel into somebody... Don't have a homemade voice reel. You want to get one that's professionally done because if people hear a homemade voice reel, they're going to throw it out and laugh. Um, it's just the way it is. They want professionally done stuff. Um, let's see. As far as like how to get into voice acting and how to practice, have conversations with yourself. Do two characters and sit there and talk to each other. It's just a really easy way to practice. It's always enjoyable. I love doing that because it's just hilarious and you think of funny things when you do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a blast. <laughs> People <laughs> think you go all... crazy, but... Yeah, yeah. You you might think you're a little nuts when you do it, yeah. But it's, oh, it's yeah. just fun because you develop personalities when you have them bounce off each other. Yes. So we're just going to do it. Uh, I, yeah, okay. Uh, the second one's interesting to me because I've been considering making a reel because I just to do one, just to have to practice for it. But yeah, it makes sense that they're like a homemade one. They'd prefer a professional one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's actually, it's expensive to do those two. It's like $3,000 for the studio time for oh. the reproduction to like make it into discs and stuff. And then to send it out to people. Ooh. Yeah. It's, Ooh. it gets up there. Oh, that's a, wow. Okay. Wow. However, if you know somebody that's got, Ooh you know, some experience with that and, you, you know, you can be like, hey, buddy, let me in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got nothing going on there right now. It's just a janitor. Come on. Let's do it. Yeah. There's always, yeah, there's always a chance in some ways. It, it like, depends, though. You, you may be able to find something cheaper than that, but mm -hmm. yeah. That or you try, you try to make the most amazing home studio possible somehow. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, if, if you have good equipment for it and you've got somebody who can like mix your stuff really well then you could go for it i mean if that's if that's all you can afford to do then i mean that's just the way it is but if you can yeah. afford to get it studio done then do that i, I have seen the forums and they'll have uh, i can't remember the name of the forums right now they're bookmarked where they have uh like paid and non-paid stuff for like indie games and things like that yes yes uh, there's also, um, uh, 
yes, I think like once or twice. And I never heard anything back. But there's also a website called Fiverr um, where people ask for something and you can record that for them for like $5. Or Ooh. like you can put up a voice reel and people can come look for you say, hey, I want this specifically to you. And then you do it for 5 bucks, And it's a good way to get your name out there. So Okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's I've never done it, but I mean, it's cool. Because I feel like uh, like Team Four Star is probably the the star example of doing an abridge, just getting the, their voices really good from doing that, and then they became their own studio. Yeah. And like I feel like there's got to be at least maybe one or two more that can probably pull that off at some point in the future. Just years and years and years of building up and getting good, and then maybe they can make their own studio. I think that's possible. Those dudes like, from Team Four Star have done some good stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the possible. guys... Uh, go ahead. And I mean, they they just proved it's possible. And I know they're working on an anime. I can't remember the name of the anime, but they're going to oh, they're making their own anime. Nice. Yeah, not make their own, but they're going to do a dub of an anime. Oh, okay, okay. They've been hired to do one, and That's so they're awesome. they're getting there. Um, and so they can do it. One of the guys from Team Vo uh, Four Stars, the voice of Toth in Smite. Oh, he's uh, the one that does uh, the voice for Cooler and for um, uh, Doctor Jero. Yeah. Oh, him. Okay, yeah. Dr. Joe. Okay, yeah. Really? Um, he's tough. Yeah. Okay. Also, uh, one of the guys I've done uh, an abridged series with is the voice for Chibi Ra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chibi Ra. I, if Smite made a Chibi skin for every god, I'd come back. Like, <laughs> they're, they're, pretty good. they're pretty good. All right, so wrapping up, that is it. Um, where can everyone find you? Just Twitter and... Uh, yeah, Twitter Twitch, and Twitch. Let's see, what is my Twitter now? I forget. Mesmerize TV. Yes. It would be Mesmerize, but some random dude who hasn't used Twitter in five years has it, and they won't give it to me. Really? <laughs> yeah. Hate that. Uh, and then twitch.tv slash Mesmerize. Yeah. There you go, and those links will be in the description down below. And this has been basically a podcast <laughs> with mesmerize a lot of fun like we got to do something at some point absolutely uh vermintide uh, is definitely something we're gonna play together i'm gonna make sure mm, of that yes i'm excited um, for that uh, yes maybe, uh, we need to check out vr chat together that would be interesting uh we yeah. could probably do a dragon ball fighter z team uh versus we can do that i could be oh good. god i am gonna hold you back so hard <laughs> <laughs> hey no i uh, i haven't done fighters in a while i used to be professional at Marvel vs. Capcom, so I have some idea, but... Alright, then you can carry me, because that's what's gonna uh, happen. If they let you do co-op, that'd be so cool. I don't know if that's a thing. That'd be interesting, but, um... Oh, yeah, okay, so then you're just gonna whoop me. <laughs> I know how to Goku it, it's fun. I know how to be Goku about it. Hold back. Okay. Um, Because now I realize what you're saying. If That would be cool if they did co-op. I know some games have done that, uh, yeah. where you can co-op online. And, yeah. But uh, we'll do something in the future for sure. There's, Absolutely. There's, I don't have any excuses. I could definitely make the time. I really think I can. Besides <laughs> scheduling these podcasts, I can make the time. So, All right. That's the podcast. Hope everyone wa liked watching this and listening to it. We're going to get this on the podcast places soon enough. Thanks for coming by, everybody, and see you next time. Subscribe to Lost Scarf. <laughs> <laughs>